And then you've got Brian Kelly with the, he doesn't even respect the guys enough to like. Stay for 15 minutes. (laughs) 15 minutes. I've had, I've had longer conversations awkwardly with exes in public (laughs) than that guy had. I'm going to try to open this podcast like a professional, but I honestly, I really don't, I still don't know what I'm doing, but here we go. (laughs) Hello and welcome (laughs) to the podcast Uh, today. By the way, I have an introduction for LZ Granderson, which I think is comical at best because first and foremost, he's my friend Uh, and then we have not seen each other in like two and a half. Pre-COVID? Yeah. Like we're like one of those commercials where we need to reunite and cry. Well, we're going to get there someday, maybe. And your mom. Um, but here's, you have the longest list of things. Contributor what are you to ABC. talking about? <laughs> hey, oh, shut up. Uh, op-ed columnist, which I love at the LA Times because you literally get to write about anything and everything. Um, two podcasts. Is it just two now? I feel like it's, it's seven. It's just two. I am working on another. But it is just two. Okay, that's what I thought. Um, and then, of course, you do everything, not just sports, all that. Um, welcome to the show, Elsie Granderson. It's so good to see Yay. you. I miss you so much. My mom made you I mac and you cheese, so but I ate it. My God. I mean, well, probably best you did. We we attempted mac and cheese here, and I had to explain cultural differences between the mac and cheeses. Did they put <laughs> that peas or something in your mac and cheese? <laughs> mayonnaise <laughs> no but they did do a panko breadcrumb on top is that okay they made it crusty i feel like your mom would have killed us she would have killed she us have killed and that's you. Why we'll never she just up. would have talked about you once you left the house no that's oh no she has been blunt with me before and i almost cried a couple times <laughs> um all right so like let's get started because i feel like we can literally talk about anything which Absolutely. is the greatest freedom and we have that freedom because you have also gotten your freedom recently. How's it feel to be on the other side, my friend? You know what? <laughs> and I don't mean this like in a mean way, but you know that story about how like an elephant like is so used to having like the shackle on his foot and then you can take the shackle off and then it won't move because it just is so used to the shackle. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm the shackle. I'm not the elephant. I'm the shackle. <laughs> No, no, it's great. It's it's, It's so weird. It's been absolutely wonderful. And, you know, I'm not bitter at all about the ESPN thing. It was good for what it was when it was. Sure. But at this point in my life, like, I'm just so much freer and happier. And I'm trying to avoid not saying I wish I would have done this sooner. I'm just trying to live in a moment and accept that I've done it now. You know why? You know why I won't say that? Why? Because it, I wouldn't have been able to buy houses if I would have done it sooner. Nope. So okay, you had to then. stay for as long as we stayed. Yeah. Yeah. No. yeah. Financially, I mean, I paid for my son's was, education. He went to NYU. Shit's expensive. Can I say shit? Is this one of these podcasts I can do that? I don't know. Try it. All right. Shit's expensive. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, you know, it's it was great monetarily, but it was also great just in terms of experiences. And I got to like work in a right. lot of different places. Like it was really good for me while also sucking the life force out of my creativity. Right, and I also think, and I'm grateful as hell because obviously you and I would have never become friends. Right. The people that we continue to communicate with are the ones that are our friends after the fact. That is, I'm most grateful for that as well. Yeah. Because look, it, it was great and that was the place to work for a really long time and so I understand all that. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm grateful for 90% of everything that came out of that. I'm a good I think 80%. That's fair. Oh, damn. Then I'm 75. Let's be honest. <laughs> I mean, if you really want to be honest, no. 
No, I'm really, it's 13. It's 13%. <laughs> but like, but like to your point though, like last night I went to go hear uh, Nicole Hannah-Jones, who is the creator of the 1619 Project, give a talk. Yeah. And as I'm waiting for my Uber, and oh, by the way, getting Ubers in LA is like a living hell right now. I'm not sure what's going on. Maybe it's the gas prices. Oh, I don't I know. But it's impossible. So I'm standing there and who do I run into is Sean Trey. She's like standing oh. on the corner. And so I, first I say, well, how much? And she's like, LZ. And I go, I'm sorry, you were in the corner. I don't know. And then, I love her. And we caught up. So but much. again, just another great person that I would have not yep. have met had it not been for ESPN. So That's what I'm grateful for. Yes. Probably the most or second most. <laughs> like that being said. Uh, yeah. How is LA, by the way? Do, you want, do we want to get this like mandatory LA talk really quickly out of the way, Lakers stuff, or you want to just sort of float I mean, it's, over it's that? I mean, it's up, up to you. you. Um, I have, I'm at peace today. You know, Why in, today? In 25 minutes, who knows where I'll be most emotionally. But like, it's Love really hard being a LA sports fan right now because <laughs> I'm, I'm yeah. tired of fighting and defending. And But I don't want to say, yeah, you're right either. So I'm in like this weird sort of Can't. place where it's like, fuck you, the Lakers are going to win a championship. They're 20 games behind first place. Yeah. That's my question. That's my question for you. Okay, so if, if you don't know, and, and how could you not, it's literally on every outlet ever. But LeBron's got COVID. Right. going to be out for a while. Yada, yada. He's also missed a lot of games already. And the, yep. the, the hole that they're digging is deep. And it is early in the season. But how deep can this hole get before this becomes an impossible dream for this Lakers? Especially with the Golden States and the Phoenixes of the world doing what they're doing. Well, it all depends upon whether or not you feel or they feel they need home court advantage first, right? I believe right now they're a right. half game out of fourth, you know? So yeah. it's not as if even though they're barely over 500, once you remove the Phoenixes and the Golden State Warriors from the equation, everyone else is pretty much smashed together, right? So they're not completely mm-hmm. out of even hosting one round or even two rounds, maybe. Um, but that's not the goal, Right. Like this team wasn't no, put together not. to host a playoff series. This team wasn't didn't make all the trades and moves it did in the offseason so that one day it may host a playoff series. It wants to win the chip. And so you have to look at the small ball that Golden State Warriors and that the Phoenix Suns play and ask yourself, can this current construction keep up with that kind of small ball? And the answer is yes, but it's all contingent on one thing. And it's not LeBron James. It's Anthony mm-hmm. Davis. I mean. Anthony Davis is so frustrating, Michelle, because mm-hmm. there are moments in which you're like, oh, my God, he's the greatest player to ever pick up a basketball. And then the next moment you're like, oh, my gosh, he thinks he's five foot seven. And yes. Yeah. It's frustrating. I, you're like, if I was in that body, I would be banging around, crushing. Oh, like, I would never leave that never. spot. Like, Crushing like the people. only threes or even deep perimeter shots I would take would be trailing off a of broken fast break opportunities. I would yeah. never be or taking three time. pointers like during a half no. court set. Like never. No, not when I look like that. Not no when way. I look like that. It, I get it. It's frustrating. And then when he goes up against a Giannis, you're just sort of like. That dude, was. You're that. <laughs> so that game, honestly, I really turned off the television and was like in a deep, dark depression. Because, because <laughs> so dramatic. Because, well, <laughs> you can scheme a lot, right? Right. And you can make trades, and you can adjust, you can fire a new coach. But what you can't do is have a heart transplant in the middle of a season. And no, that was about heart. And Giannis came in and ripped his out in front of the nation, and there was literally <laughs> nothing I could do 
to anyone who was texting me about, how's your Lakers now? What are you going to say about this? There was nothing because it was literally like watching a junior high kid get beat up by a college student. They, like, Which is, it was, it, it's unacceptable for who these people are but was, who we're talking about these two names no. yes no but he, he i love Giannis's confidence oh god it's it's and he's cute he's gotten cute now i mean yeah so, well I mean, winning does that yeah so when he's confident and cute it's like going oh you're such an adorable bully <laughs> like i can't <laughs> even be mad bully. at you He's a sweet young man who loves Oreos. And he's a sweet young man who loves Oreos and wants to rip your heart out. Yeah, I know. I love that so much. But he does it with a smile. And honestly, those are my favorite villains because they're right. the scariest. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Ted Bundy being You think the for other a one. second you're different. <laughs> right. And you're not. And you're not. Because the smile's for everyone. Uh, so, yeah. So, okay. So I feel good. We got our Lakers talk out. Got our Lakers talk out. So, that's like a flashback. Long, long story short. <laughs> If LeBron is healthy, if if West if Westbrook is healthy, I like our chances. And if AD okay. shows up and shows up a consistent basis, I still think we have a very good chance of beating the Warriors or the Suns in a seven game series. But the I ifs, feel like this is a bet. There's a lot of this ifs that I have to count. You know what I'm saying? That's a lot that has to go right. Yeah, that's a zero. I'm giving you a zero percent chance that any of that happens. I'll see you in June. That there's. Yeah, I, I. Oh, yeah, probably. Yeah, I mean, we'll LeBron's gonna be fine. Finals for a sports bar somewhere. Yeah, Le- Le- may or may not, but like. Even if he is, I, I at some point that well will run dry. You cannot just put everything on that dude's shoulders. You just can't. Like it's it's especially when you have those names on the roster behind him. Like it's it's. But he, the way he plays the game, and I know we don't want to make this all about the Lakers, though. But the, but the way that I know, LeBron, I am, plays I am stabbing the, my thigh under the table. So good. <laughs> the, 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 <laughs> I'll just say this last little thing, and then I'll stop. The thing that's okay, different right, okay. about LeBron, and it's different than any other perimeter player who's played a long period of time is that he does not put a lot of contortion or pressure on his <laughs> joints and ligaments. He's not trying to right. outmaneuver you. He's not moving side no. to side. He's going through you. And because of that, he's able to preserve his body differently than when Kobe or or Michael or any other great perimeter player, Magic, like we saw them age because of the uh, extra pressure that they're putting on their bodies. When you watch LeBron James, he ain't trying to cross you up. He ain't doing no. all that dribbling and shit, trying to you know make you miss him. And No, he's not and wanting you. He's, he is simply <laughs> saying, I'm going this direction. You can come with me or not. <laughs> right. And, and, you, and you watch the game evolve for him, which is kind of, right. sometimes it's frustrating when he starts just making shots. I'm like, mm, I don't like that. I don't like seeing that at all. <laughs> yeah, and that three-point shot. I mean, <laughs> he's... That that one hurts. I'm like, ah, oh, I hate. I hate and now he's pulling him up from half but... court and like going, what? Just because Steph does it doesn't mean I can't. I, I mean, it is fun to watch Steph do it. He's good. It's so much fun. I'm so happy that like that's happening. I I want to change the subject to something um, more cheerful and fun. College football coaches. <laughs> what did you did okay. you know that you could like did offer I know what? house that it was boats? Corrupt? Uh, so this is the most I've ever had in a contract negotiation, right? I think it was something like they would help you, uh, like sell your home. They would help you sell your home, right? Not buy, not buy it for Um, a profit. And then there was like, yeah, there was like a little, there was some sort of writing in there that was like uh, just helping kind of thing. Not, not, not the stuff that I've been reading a $6 million house buy your, it's, just when I think I'm like, oh, you know what? Maybe I will start to watch college football again with like a happy heart. And and then the last four days go by and I'm just like, uh, I, rem- I remember. This is why I hate it. It feels so dirty. 
and disgusting. And we're not even just talking about the money. Because for me, I'm like, oh, you know what? I've accepted the monopoly money of it all. It's it's crazy to talk about. It's like it's like normal people like us winning a lottery overnight. They just right. everything's changed. But for me, I want to talk about specifically the the shadiness. I think somebody called it sm- the smarminess of it all. Like the Lincoln Riley leaving OU going to USC and immediately talking about how that's going to be the Mecca of football. And then one of his OU players being like, well, he just told us that yesterday. And then you've got Brian Kelly with the, he doesn't even respect the guys enough to like, stay for 15 minutes, 15 minutes. I've had, I've had longer conversations awkwardly with exes in public than that guy had with a group of young men that he said he loved and was going to mentor and, you know, be a father figure, whatever hell he lied. What do we do with that? Because for me, this is the thing that always keeps me away from the college athletics of it all. This makes me feel gross. And I feel for those kids because the whole thing feels wrong. Well, I have a couple of thoughts. Thought number one. Okay. If you honestly believe in this day and age that the coach that recruited you and is going to be with you for four years is going to stay true to his word, then you should have the wool pull over your eyes. Like you you just I mean, aren't people are optimistic. I mean, it's, right. I mean, it, it just is what it is. Like, this isn't a new phenomenon. This has been going on literally for decades. I mean, Rick Pitino yeah. wrote the book on, see ya. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So, so if and by you, the way, that's fine. And it's fine. Fine. And it's fine. Yeah. So if you're a college student and this happens and you didn't see it coming or you were heartbroken or you're like, how could you? And it's like, going, well, how are you not paying attention? Like, this was always a potential because this has always been a potential. That's one. Right. Okay, Two, fair. when it comes to the NCAA, which is a mafia, but not as cool. Not, not, not cool as cool. Mafia. You don't have hit TV right. shows. You're just a mafia yeah, for no reason. I don't no read reason. books about the NCAA. Yeah, like I'm not obsessed with movies about the NCAA. You don't want to <laughs> like, see like the saints of the NCAA? <laughs> you don't want to okay. do that? It's like five hours long. Ooh. <laughs> Just to go, so and that's how I became Tony Soprano. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I'm gonna talk about that. Good lord. <laughs> okay, so all right, NCAA, which is always, um, I can't, I can't with that. That no, I meet that with a chuck. NCAA is an automatic chuckle for me. It, it, it is a not chuckle. sign of respect. But the idea that it still has any sort of control between you know the Supreme Court decision, boosters and agents like it no longer is in control it's like riding a wild horse pretending as if it's the jockey when really it's just like a flea like a tick like with the big hat so (laughs) there is a wild wild west aspect to what's happening now that is really more free market than it's ever been in college sports Mm because students not going to make money using their image college coaches are no longer pretending Hmm? yeah the two women i just uh, yeah i just when you said students making money i'm like I got some faces coming out yesterday. There you go. But yeah. College coaches are no longer pretending as if, you know, the universities that they're teaching at or, or happen to be coaching at is where they want to spend the rest of their lives. And it's being a lot more forthright and a lot more honest. And mm-hmm. while I might be mourning the loss of what I grew up with, I'm also accepting the fact that what I grew up with wasn't real anyway. And that what I'm actually confronting is the truth that's always been there, it just had better PR. <laughs> like, Okay. No, I so I buy all this. There are giraffes I, behind this you, is my, by the way. Why are there giraffes behind I you? Know. 
What, what oh, is, that's what? if I go big buck hunting in Africa. That's uh, those are those are game trophies. By the way, you know me. I wouldn't hurt an animal for all the money in the world, but I'm obsessed with this game, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm good at it. Oh, you're Who in knew? India. Like I'm, this is where I nerd out. This I nerd out on this. Um, so here's my my sort of I guess analogy to that. Right. So I, I, and I'm with you on all that. But it's almost like saying when your girlfriend or your, or your guy friend comes to you and, and whines and cries about their partner who they found out lied to them and wasn't genuine and they've been saying that to other people and blah, blah, blah. We're always just like, you know, that sucks and you should have known. But at the same time, we're thinking to ourselves, there's got to be a better way. There's got to be a better human being. There's got to be a better version of partnerships. And so for me, I think, sure, this is the reality of what it all is. But it still feels dirty in the sense that I don't think the coaches are forthcoming, and I don't think that they're one hundred percent transparent. It would all, and I know that I know that it's a weird double-edged sword because on the one hand, you can't be a motivator and a coach and a leader, but also end every sentence with "But remember, guys, I also might leave." So, like, <laughs> but it's just it, it feels like it's just hard. And and we're by also the way, that's asking, literally you know, how 18, Steve and I 19. kiss each other in, in the morning before we part. <laughs> oh. Don't I get love me you started. I've learned a lot about the myself. Way, I may not come back home. <laughs> I know. That's that's my go-to. I've, I'm learning a lot in my relationship that like my go-to is like, well, then it's over. It doesn't matter what it's, any any little fight. That it, it's over. It's Which I'm like, okay, Michelle, that you need to work on that. Um, so in in this case, but we're also you know we're in our 40s. Like we're we know that the world is jaded. We're jaded. The world's corrupt. The world lies. All right. of those good things. These are still at the end of the day, most part, children. And right. and we're wanting them. Yeah, they're growing up, but it's. I don't know. It just feels but they're, but they're growing up It just faster. feels like two standards. They're, they're, they're yeah, growing they up are. faster. You know, it, it's, they aren't kids the way we were kids. You know? No, and God, no. Never have been. Never have been. I mean, they're growing up yeah. in a world. I mean, think about the tragedy that just happened this week with the school shootings. Like, Absolutely. this is their world. There are people who are in college who have only known gun violence in school. Right. Like Whereas, they prep for that, the way we prep for a fire drill. Exactly, exactly. Like so worst case. the world that they are encountering is just simply different than the world that we encountered, and thus their maturation, for better or for worse, has to be ex- expedited. Um, and so, yeah, I'm. I wish that what Tim Tebow said on the microphone when he was at Florida made sense, but it didn't. He was stupid. Wait, what did he say? Yeah, he was remember. all like, "Oh, Florida forever." And blah, 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 blah. <laughs> You know, and then and now as an adult, he's all like, "I wouldn't have changed a thing. I wouldn't have want the money." Blah blah. It's like, shut the fuck up, man. Stop, stop. <laughs> oh, I, I would have changed everything. Um. Okay, wait. So this being, so we've seen like Brady Quinn came out today. I think he called Brian. He came out. Last Liz, yada yada. Well, that would be a that's a whole new. But he dresses fabulously. Best dress, I think, on on the air. Um. So if we're if we don't love it, right? If right. We, if every time we go through this, which is every season, uh, and a big name wants to leave, and several did this time, what would be like in our perfect scenario? What would be the way a Brian Kelly could have handled this? That we would have all been like, we get it. That's the best that you could have done. Well done. Good luck on your next venture. Like, is there a way that he there could have isn't. done it differently? Because I I feel like there has to be a thousand different ways. There isn't a way in which someone doesn't get screwed. Because here are the different possibilities. You announce a year ahead that you're planning on retiring or leaving or whatever. Well, all of a sudden now your recruiting class is fucked for the university, right? So that's not good for the school. You announce that you're leaving at the end of the year, all right? Well, that still messes up your recruiting class. And oh, by the way, not just your recruiting class, but also messes up your assistant coaches 
who may not right. have now enough time scrambling. to look for new jobs if they can't come with you. Right. Um, or you could say what he did, which is kind of like leave at like this really yeah. weird time when you're 11 and one and has a chance to win a national championship. Right. <laughs> but that's weird. Like there is no perfect time to say goodbye because of the way that college sports in general is constructed is that you're always replenishing. And in order to replenish, you have to have people who are coming in assume that you're going to be there. And as soon as you right. say you're not going to be there, your ability to replenish is undermined. So unless you yeah. are leaving and the school automatically has an assistant coach being elevated at the exact same time and they can tell recruits nothing's going to change. And even with that, if I'm being recruited by Nick Saban and then I'm thinking I'm going to play for Saban and then you want to tell mm-hmm. me, Alabama, that no, we have Draben instead. Nick's leaving. <laughs> so you'll be playing Schmick for Draben. It's going to be great. <laughs> like, I'm not going to Alabama. So, I mean, no. So there isn't in a perfect time. It's like, you know, back to our joke, breaking up with someone. When is the right time to break up? Is it breakfast? I think in a restaurant, publicly with a post-it, that you leave when you go to the restroom, but actually leave the restaurant. <laughs> but you know what? You pick up the bill and that's class. It, that is that class. That is class. That's class. It's like- <laughs> that's the difference between me and Brian Kelly. <laughs> I have class. <laughs> at least he showed up. You know, at least he actually went I mean, there. he was on his way to somewhere else. He was on his way to the airport. Yeah, he, hey, I left he totally my briefcase, and I think the kids are still there. Yeah, if you could just come by the – hang out in that room for – like, so then the other – but the other part of this specifically with Notre Dame is now we've got this situation where – it's fluid, but we'll see what happens. That they could potentially be punished or penalized for not having a coach in place as we move forward towards, you know, end-of-season fun. Right. That – do we riot? Like, what do we do if, in fact, that does happen? Because for me, it's twofold. Number one, the arrogance to assume that the coach is such a vital part of what these kids have been working so hard for, for years in some cases, right. that they wouldn't be able to go out there and play for an assistant coach or interim or what have you. That is a monster arrogance that that turns me off from all of it. And number two, we're living in a day and age of COVID where any of these teams could be without a coach literally the night before the game. Right. So- I would assume I'm giving them too much credit that the the committee will do the right thing. And that's why I think this is an actual conversation because most of us are like, this actually could happen. What do we do? Do we riot? I mean, all four schools that are in the postseason could potentially be without their head coach. We don't know what we're doing. You know, we got, we got, (laughs) and that's the end of the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. (laughs) I mean, because it's such a moving target, right? Like we have the new Optimus Prime variant and we don't know, you know, how long it's going (laughs) to like, you know, be a question mark. We don't know if it's actually going to prove itself to be deadlier or nothinger. I don't know if nothinger is a word, but that's what I just said. Like, so we're trying to have this conversation about college football coaches, the carousel, the playoffs. And oh, by the way, the virus that derailed the entire globe supply chain yep. has a new variant that's barreling down the pathway and we don't know what it's going to do we're just trying to make it to january <laughs> like, yeah so we're a, making that, yeah, all we're of like, this up so all of it up and and, and now but we're, i feel like that 
the you know, Notre Dame's probably like sitting here going, you got to be kidding me. Is this really something we have to take into consideration? And like, I, I don't know. I, I'm living a world. I'm a person who doesn't like to use the word, you know, not and fair together because I think you sound like a child when you say it. But this is about as close to a not fair situation as right. I think you can get. Like, it's just silly. It's silly, stupid. And if they do the wrong thing, I, I, it's just, my God. It's It'll be a time where I'm glad you and I aren't doing daily sports television. Oh my gosh. Because be, we'll be forced to have to be outraged. And what kind of T-shirt I mean, would I wear for that? <laughs> I don't know. It's all Ted Lasso all the time at this point. That's what I'm doing. Oh, my gosh. You know what? I'm um, over Ted Lasso and his toxic positivity. Oh, I, I, was never the, I was never in it for Ted Lasso. I was only in it for Roy Kent. For Roy? Uh, hey. We're going to finish out this. <laughs> we're going to finish this part of the show, whatever this is. Um, because King Richard is a movie that you wrote about, a whole yes. column. And I know you love tennis. So, I, obviously... Why, for someone like me who's like, mm, I love Will Smith and I know who they are and I feel like I know the whole story, why should I watch this movie? Because you don't know the whole story. I'm someone who has story? followed the Williams sisters their entire career. I'm someone mm-hmm. who has written about them, followed them, spoken to the parents, spoken to the agent. Shout out to you, Jill, in case you're listening. Like for years, <laughs> like north, like north of 10 years. And there were still things in that film I was like, damn. I didn't know that. Really? Yes. Yes. How is that even possible? Yes. At this On top point of the again? fact that, and I know you are a you know connoisseur of film and you love great thespians, you know, uh, who yes, always get left out of the LGBTQ conversation. Thespians is always. a thing. <laughs> I'm not making any jokes here because I just got back to working. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to chappell yourself too quickly. <laughs> just getting back into it. <laughs> Um, but I'll get there eventually. Don't worry. Don't worry. I'll give you two more weeks and you can just go in and have yeah, all yeah, the jokes I you know, want. right? Now I get a little too comfortable. Whoopsie, and we're back. Oh, damn it. <laughs> um, the performances of, of Will Smith, as well as actually the performances in general. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if this film was nominated for a SAG Award for, like, ensemble performance. Really? They're really good together. The chemistry, the tension... I thought the direction had a really good, sensible hand. It resisted the the temptation to be syrupy and tender moments. So oh, it I had gotcha, the tender yeah. moments, yep. but it never got so sappy that you were just like, okay, that's that's enough. It was They didn't root to you. Oh my god. You know, even like the grandiose speeches, you know, there's always gotta be a grandiose speech about you can do it, you little black girl. And he has one yep. of those moments, <laughs> but the way he does it. And the way that it's scripted and the way that it's shot, and once you follow the journey this far, when he gives that speech, you go, well, yeah, even though you already know she did it. Really? Like, <laughs> like it's a, now I feel it's, like I it's have a to prequel, it. and you're still acting as if the shit's unfolding in real time. <laughs> What's going to It's like, next? oh my God, will Luke really be well, a Jedi? I don't know. <laughs> Are they going to be good at tennis? I sure future? hope so, because if not, I don't oh know. boy. Time will tell. <laughs> well, God, you almost talked me into it. It's, I don't know. I got to finish a lot of great British baking shows. Oh, those are I so good. I can fit it in. Don't those get me so started, good. Paul Hollywood. But look, can I ask you something, oh, though? Have you been to a bakery in the UK that actually yeah, offers course. those baked goods? Because I haven't. I have not. I have I was not. Like, no. I don't remember eating any baked goods, really. I was like... 
Like they've confused me with Paris. <laughs> I'm like Paris, Paris maybe. Yes. That, that's I, I sat there. I was like going, now, I've been to London, I don't know, 15, 20 times. I ain't never seen these baked goods <laughs> in the streets. Never. Never. I never have. I think I saw the last time I was there, I was there for a while and I did walk every day by a bakery, but it was all like macarons. It wasn't like, hey. you know, any of the other 800 things. That, I, I love it's that. So, show so good. Much. I love it. So much. I don't make any of it. I'm just obsessed with the show and I never thought I would be. I'm basic AF. I guess very, very basic. Say. But trust me, I think you would really enjoy King Richard. It's, it surprised me too. I watched it because I felt I had to because, you know, I'm know. black and shit. But it turned out that it's... Yeah, and you love tennis. Like, it's right. made for you. <laughs> but it's actually just a good Stupid. film. And oh, by the way, as a sports movie, and I've seen, you know, a thousand of them. I've even was, I even screened the new Kurt yep. Warner film that's coming out uh, later this month around Christmas time. The actual tennis, the actual playing of the sport is pretty spot on. Right. I didn't even think like, about that. I, yeah. Not once did I look at them playing tennis on the court going, and you're an actor with a tennis racket. No. It w- I, <laughs> I found myself asking, right. are they tennis players who learn how to act? I like when that happens. I do that a lot, too. It's I like like with Cobra Kai. I'm always, I always end up going down the rabbit hole of the actors. I'm like, did you have that background first right. or the acting background first? And a few of them were martial arts people before they even decided to act. So I, I, I don't know why that makes me so happy when I think about it. All right, we're taking a quick break or wh- whatever the podcast world does. It's a kind of a break sort of thing. Uh, and then we'll be right back because I want to play a little um, little game Ooh. with you. Sports Nation <laughs> stuff. <laughs> oh, we're back. Wow, look at that. We are oh, back. Boy. You just heard a l- I know. The words they heard, Awesome. Obviously, um, this is we're gonna do a little. We're taking your tweets. Don't you like the, the when it starts that way? We're taking your tweets. Oh, my own mean <laughs> okay, tweets. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No. No. But they're not mean. Well, no, they're not mean. No, you're not even that mean. You're like way more positive than I am. Oh. Um, we're gonna call it explain yourself because that's really all I want you to do on some of these. And I think some are self-explanatory. I just want to talk about it. Okay. Um, so, are you ready? I think so. Um, this one is just a. This is a like a foreshadowing. This was back in September. Uh, maybe this, all caps, yelling at us, is the sign that Harbaugh's Wolverines will finally beat Ohio State. How did you know? How? And did you bet on it? I did not bet on it. In fact, on my podcast the week before, I was lamenting that once again, <laughs> Michigan was going to get embarrassed in front of the nation because Ohio State had just went up like 50 to zero against Michigan State at halftime. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And of course, Michigan State beat Michigan. So I'm like going... Well, you know, if I do the f- do the math right, it looks like an L to me. Um, I was shocked. I think everyone was shocked. Everyone, seemingly so, from the reaction. I think the students ran on the field because they wanted to make sure that it was actually a field and not like the Matrix. <laughs> They're like, wait. Oh, I can't wait for that too. By the way, yeah, no, it was um, it was a scene. We've seen that type of scene a lot of times. Maybe it's because the the time we're living in or what have you, but it, that was an insane scene to watch unfold for a million different reasons. Happy, paranoid, anxious, all of those things. But like, yeah, I'm kind of bummed you didn't bet on it. You got to stick with that. Uh, you know, I don't bet on games. I know, Especially college games. Because right. I had a son who was in college and I wouldn't trust right. him to do shit right. Why would I spend money <laughs> on strangers? Fair. Some strangers' oh, kids, I but I wouldn't spend money on my own. <laughs> I thought we put all the money in the coach. Isn't that what we're watching for? Oh, paid. I thought we were only watching for the coaches. Power to the cat. All right, here we go. This is not that old. Okay. 
<clears throat> Actually, it's really old. It's 2015. God, I can't believe we can still look up our tweets from that long ago. It bothers me that no male athlete has come close to Djokovic, this, and U.S. media will pretty much ignore him for year-end awards. Do you still feel that way? Is that still absolutely. true? Ab absolutely. Novak Djokovic, and everyone, I think, knows Federer, right? Yeah, and a, a lot of people know Nadal. And those mm -hmm. two have been in the conversation Great for greatest of all time for, you know, for a number of years now. No one really knows Novak Djokovic. And what do you mean we don't know him? Because he one, he's not as beloved as first. I, so I don't think he's liked very much. Well, that's and, you know, some of it's his own doing and some of it is that he keeps beating Rafa and Federer. <laughs> Fair. So it's it's that combination. But the bigger part of that tweet is about us in the, in the U.S. media and how uh, we think we start the conversation of global sports through a domestic lens. And that's why we always miss on cricket and rugby and, of course, soccer or football, if F1. you will. F1. F1, which, of We're course, is your so new late. passion. But we don't talk about those sports. We don't have those sports on our airwaves. And thus, those athletes don't exist for us in these year-end conversations. And when we present our list, they are very domestically driven. And hmm. that is really the most American thing ever. You know, thinking... Well, it reminds me of... It reminds me of the red carpet moment. I, I I don't know who the poor girl was that did it, but it was the, the cast of Squid Game was coming through and she was like, are you are you surprised by how much popularity and fame you're getting? <laughs> Meanwhile, these people are all stars. Right. Like they have been for quite some, for quite time. some time. But we just discovered them. So we're like, well, it must have just Well, happened. that's what I mean. It's the most American <laughs> the thing ever. Like we take this really American is. exceptionalism thing too far and we conflate <laughs> American exceptionalism with American ignorance. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, like I, I, yeah, I'll give you that. It's like, no, we're not. But you know what? How much of it is he's not he's not likable, right? Like I mean, I do think sometimes I'm not speaking for everyone else, but like but for, Johnny Mac for wasn't like liked. me. I'm very aware. Johnny Mac wasn't liked, and yet we know exactly he's who true. he is. And he's turned himself into quite the Yeah, he's he's, right. he's media friendly now. I mean, like, Novak Djokovic has had a has had a stretch. I think this is the second time he had an opportunity to win all four majors in the same year. Right. Like, like, he, like, he is by far the greatest tennis player in the history of the sport, and Ooh. it's not like we don't appreciate tennis, right? Like, we appreciate no, we tennis in this do. country, but because he's not yep. American, we don't appreciate him. And so, we're going to do this year-end list where we pretend as if the NFL is, you know, the global sport of the, you know, that, and their athletes yeah. matter most. Hey, there are two games in London every year. That, that is true. That's true. Okay, so it's an international sport. <laughs> And huge air quotes. <laughs> huge. <laughs> huge. Huge. That's fair. I'll give you that. I mean, I, I do. I know we do that. But I, I also sometimes wonder, like, when it comes to these types of discussions, like how much the likability also plays into oh, account of one whether or not we percent, recognize them. Especially for him. Which, Though you know, Federer was basically ignored in a year in conversations, too. Like, he was never, like, Sports Illustrated Man of the Year. He was never hmm. Man of the Year for Sports Illustrated. And, and I don't think he ever offended anybody. Ever. No. Right? And he speaks everyone's language. Switzerland, for God's sakes. I think like, everyone's language. That's such a turn on. I think he God, went through a two-year stretch beats where he lost like maybe a total of seven matches across two I years. Mean, yeah, that's... And we were just like going, yay, you get an ESPY. Mm. 
but only in tennis. <laughs> which is what which is what everyone covets, really, at the end of the day. <laughs> this one's Thanksgiving, and this one was just this one's just close to my heart because it's a picture of your mom. Aww. Happy Thanksgiving from my chef to yours. Now I have had the pleasure of enjoying Thanksgiving meals with you guys, but did you cook anything? Did you do anything? Did I do anything? Let me think. Yeah, what did you make? Nothing. Or did you this do year. it all except for Mac? What? I made nothing this year. And this is why. So originally, I was supposed to be in charge of smoking the ham. I'm now a smoke master. <laughs> as one is, yeah, sure. <laughs> okay, go on. But as soon as Isaiah said he was coming home for Thanksgiving, I was kicked out of the kitchen and mama took oh. over because she had to cook for her baby. That's fair. Wait, so she made everything? So she made everything. Starting, She started on oh Tuesday. God. So I picked Isaiah up from the airport. He got in like around midnight or so. We get back. There's pots and pans everywhere already. Love this. <laughs> and he's like, love he's like, we're like Grams is throwing down. I was like, she's throwing down, throwing up, throwing side to side. So you better eat every <laughs> single morsel. <laughs> Seriously, that is a lot of. Uh, the thing I will always remember about your mom at my house is one day she goes, it was for Thanksgiving, and she says she looked at me and she goes. You look like you've put on a little weight. You look healthy. And at that time, I was working out like a mad person. And I'd actually lost a little weight. And I just remember going, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Can I have more wine? Please. I've, I've, I've tried for 40 plus I years I to get so her much. just to understand the basic nope. tenets of human decency. No, no man. Filters you do not go into a woman's house. And let the first words be, hey, fat ass. <laughs> I know. Well, I'm feeling good about myself. Why I'm are like, you feeling good about good yourself? <laughs> Which, oh, by the way, thank God you were feeling good about yourself because if you were already in that space, she would have just right? pushed you off the cliff. <laughs> oh, I would have just taken a knife and gone outside. That's, that's fine. Um, this one is like deep, I think. I think. <laughs> Thinking about all the messages from people claiming not to care what others do with their lives yet. They follow thousands on Instagram and Twitter. I feel like I agree with you on this one, right? Do I? Yes, yes, of course you do. Because okay, do, if I you do, don't do. really care what other people are doing with their lives, then why are you following them and living vicariously through their pictures? Because we live in the worst of times. That's why. <laughs> we live in the worst, worst of times. The dumbest of times, the most narcissistic of times. If I see one more like mom lip syncing a stupid song with a filter, I'm like... And not because the filter, I don't give, I, I don't really don't care about that. It's that stump thing that everyone does the same thing, the same dances, the yep. same lip sync songs. The same. I feel like I'm living in a stupid bubble like every day. <laughs> and then I find myself looking at it. Then I'm mad at myself. <laughs> it's like. I keep going back and forth. Right. So like I went through a stretch where I was posting my videos from when I was working out in my gym. And you know me. Right. I'm I remember that. I was like, oh. I'm always track. working out in my gym. So it's not like I just started. It's just, but I just no. started doing the video clips because I was starting a new podcast and I was trying to make sure that we had content in case we went to like Peloton and say, hey, get into this podcast. And Smart. oh, by the way, I'm into working out. So I was doing right. that for that purpose. And then the second purpose was once I started posting those videos, people were saying, well, hey, how do you do this? How do you do that? So then I posted more videos and was talking with them back and forth. And I found myself being like this like sort of pseudo fitness person for like a little bit. Influencer. I was influencing people, yes. You were influencing people. But yeah. then the DMs were getting like really ridiculous. And I was like, oh, no. okay, I don't know if this is doing what I want it to do. Because I'm getting pictures here. of like penises. 
No, we nobody. And not likes nice that. ones. By the way, either. nobody likes that. Like, no, like dusty, that's the problem with those things. Small. Yes. I was like, you know what the problem with those stupid things are? No, every owner of one of those thinks that theirs is the best and that they should be shared with the world. And I'm here to tell you, incorrect. So <laughs> this is the last tweet, by the way. And it was you said you could only save three shows from this graphic. Beep, beep, boop, boop, boop. And you went wire, cool, breaking bad cool and then you went game of thrones I did. not sopranos which some have argued is the best show of all time uh not prison well i did watch prison break actually sons of anarchy ozark hmm. Hmm. really can we talk about because game of thrones last season that was it i was out yeah, i made it I, all the way to listen end. i consider it the michael jordan wizard years they were ha- they happened yeah, like they were there but when you think of game of thrones do you really think those last two seasons yeah you know me. I hold grudges for life. Well, you're holding a grudge. I'm holding a grudge against those guys. Like, I'll never watch what they do next because I think that, like a college coach, they got their next offer, they had mentally already moved on, and they mailed in that final season. It was like, eh, tie up the loose ends, well, and we're done. When the Ravens started delivering messages, like Instagram, <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 like it used to take Ravens like a whole season to get and deliver yeah. messages, and then all of a sudden it was like, send the Raven, and then yeah. the Ravens like, here he is. <laughs> We got to hurry. We got like 20 minutes in this whole damn series. Which, I will oh, say I'm so this. angry. You know when I was over it, when, when I knew we were in trouble, is when they went to go chase the walkers, the white walkers. Yeah. And I think Jon Snow- for the walkers? Told, <laughs> or the walker. And I think Jon <laughs> Snow told, he had told, like, I forgot which one of the younger like fighters go back oh, and, right. and, and get help. And like- he ran all the way. It took them like half the season to find them. I know. And he was able to run all the way back to the wall to get help within the, the episode. <laughs> and I was like. I, it makes no sense. What the fuck is going on? But even <laughs> with all of that, even with all nope. of that, I still have nope. that show because for a while, for a long, long stretch, yeah, it was the most brilliant thing on television. And I mean, it was it was uniting a country. It was uniting a country. So, <laughs> listen, Michael Jackson had like what Invincible, like one of his last yeah. albums. It wasn't great. Yeah. Right. Does it's that mean great. Thriller sucked? No, absolutely not. Did it mean off no. the, off the wall didn't happen? It doesn't. But like, I feel like a series is such a self contained thing to be judged. Like, I think The Sopranos was good throughout, and I recently rewatched it. And by the way, it again the movie that they did was in my opinion, not great. But the series, even rewatching it, I was like, this was a damn good series. This is a damn it good really series. Was. I, I just, test. I guess I for me, I just stopped caring who lived or died. And I never oh, well, stopped caring yeah. who lived and died in Game of Thrones. That is a great that's fair. I will give you that. When you stop caring or you actually root for deaths, which I find myself <laughs> doing a lot lately. Uh, that's when, you know, like maybe the short, maybe I'm done with that. Um, okay. So I haven't even paid attention to the time and I, I think we've been on here for six hours. Uh-oh. We're going to do a, another one of those, those breaks. Um, but when we come back, I just have one more question for you. I promise. We're back. We're going to wrap things up. This has been my pleasure. I don't want to say it's my favorite cause that's just rude. Right. But no, it's true. No, I know. I missed you so much, and I'm so happy we got to actually do something together I again. Um, where this is this? I have to ask you. I've always wanted to ask this. Where can people find you? 
Where do people find me? Well, right now I'm on the eighth <laughs> floor of my hotel room. Stupid. No, all your millions of things. Oh, all so, of them. All of them. So, um, Los Angeles Times. I'm a columnist there. Um, really loving Huge. it. I've had the craziest year. Can I tell you how crazy this year has been? Uh, please, yes. I've won maybe seven awards this year, including an Emmy. What? That's crazy. This morning I wake up, my producer from one of my podcasts says, Spotify just said your podcast is one of the top new podcasts of 2021. Like, it's been such an amazing year. And yet so weird. Chelsea Handler (laughs) tweeted something um, when she got a Grammy nomination. She said she's peaking at 43. And I and I was like, <laughs> I don't know if I'm peaking at 43 or what, but I certainly have hit a nice stride that coincidentally coincided with me deciding to leave ESPN. And again, no shame right. at ESPN, but I think it just allowed me to kind of just be more of myself. No, without you got to do you. I got to do me. Like 100. Yeah. And so it's been cool. Which is so lovely. LA Times has been fantastic. It's been an incredible award-winning season, blah, 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 blah. I have a podcast for ABC News called Life Out Loud. That is yep. LGBTQ focused. Um, I have a sports podcast. We're competitors for the I recount well, called The Long Game. <laughs> yep. We're not really competitors, but you know, whatever. No, we're not. <laughs> and but I get it. <laughs> I still work for ABC News, you know, talking about, you know, white people killing black people and being angry on television. Yeah. See, I, I, that's the part I don't, I do not miss any of that, by the way. Like, I, I, it's been nice to be semi retired because I just, I had like, I was here instead of here and here. It's just right. like, ah. Uh, I guess it's like it being stoned all the time. I was just here. It's like, it can, it, I, I will say, I, as I was, you know, I was telling you that um, Nicole Hannah Jones gave this talk, and right. I believe Kevin Merida, who's formerly of the Undefeated with ESPN, and shout now out. is the shout yeah. out, and it's now at the LA Times. <laughs> whoop whoop whoop! He asked her about mental health and taking care of herself, and she gave mm-hmm. an answer that I identify with. And also cried as I was listening to her because I so knew where she was and where she was like, I don't really have time to take mental health days. So I just drink bourbon and keep going. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I no, know. And that's, I think that's most people. It is Also, most, most people. people don't know they're having a mental health day. They just think it's life. That's life. Right. That's how it is. That's just how it is. Whatever. And I'm really right. glad that you took time down from like the high you know, wire life that you were yeah. living. And now that you're chilling and you're killing giraffes in India and stuff like that, because. <laughs> I mean, I peaked at 33. I'm good with it. I, I, I invested well. So, <laughs> we're good. But, but we're men- good. <laughs> but mental health is so important and you look it's, so it's happy. And I can see the glow coming from you. <laughs> I just had a facial. Um, I'm so proud of you. And I, I like, I watch you. I remember even during the beginning of when you started to do everything, I was like, damn, am I supposed to be, why is he doing so much? Like, am I supposed to be doing something? I was like, nah, I'm just going to sit here and watch another movie. And it was just, I'm so proud. I'm so happy to even see your face, even if it is through this computer. And I cannot wait until we can actually like, well, you'll hug me and I'll just, I'll go like this. You'll do that limp, like wet noodle thing you do all the time. Yeah, it's called a beetle hug. Thank you very much. It runs in the family. Oh, for this for this podcast, by the way, I guess I have to say this every time. Rate, review, do those things, tweet us, whatever. But more importantly, Elsie, I love you. Love you, Tim Thank Beats. you for doing this. <laughs> Hi, Steve. <laughs>